Hello and welcome back to the Villa Villa podcast. I'm here as always with my good friend Dan Wiseman. Dan, it's transfer rumour mill season. You guys know Coutinho's getting, uh, sorry, Coutinho's done, Dean's getting close. And here we are to just kind of round up on some of the things that we felt like haven't necessarily deserved the full video. Uh, there's been a lot of names being banded about and for reasons that we'll get into later on in this video, we're going to discuss uh, Aston Villa's potential ins and outs as they're happening. But first of all, Dan, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Nice to, uh, we'll get a little bit of a transfer roundup. Not so much as a, a rumour mill in search, but I think uh, it's been a busy window, hasn't it? So, uh, yeah, it'll be good to sort of give a bit of a summary of, of what we're seeing at the moment. For sure. But before we get into this, guys, First of all, we've got a message from our video sponsors, OneFootball. Dan, have you ever wanted an app that collates all the scores and news from your favourite teams in the whole of Europe, Dan? Have you ever wanted that? It's, it's a constant need of mine, mate, because there's always news. That's the thing, is that we're, we, we love this game. We love the industry of football because it's ever-changing, mate, and you need a place to keep up with it all. And we have that place exactly for we you sure guys. Do, it's OneFootball. Guys, this app is genuinely... It's life changing. It's great because I actually already I, I use it. Um, so it's like it's great because it's where I pull the stats from for the podcast. So it's like there's also there's all that new stuff as well. But you you can track all of the players' stats from like across Europe for all the different leagues for continental football as well. Uh, it's 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 a dream. It's a dream. And the best part, mate, is it's free. It's free, and guys, it would help support the channel massively if you check that one football using the link in the description down below. We promise you guys won't be disappointed. So that's it, guys. If you have, if you haven't already checked out One Football, make sure you do so using the link in the description. It's where Dan and I get all of our information for videos like these. It's it's just the best place to be, isn't it, Dan? Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. But you know that'll lead us nicely. First of all, Dan, I think, uh, I think you know that, that there's a transfer that you know we'd love to have done a full rumor mill on, but with. The, the distinct lack of SPL coverage and our knowledge just not being brilliant. We couldn't dedicate a full episode to analysing this guy. Um, Kerr Smith, Dan, now, it's an interesting one because, again, it's, it's a position where I don't really think Villa for a long time have, have looked to recruit some academy players. You know, we kind of had a big batch over the past, probably, probably two years ago now, um, Villa really did their sort of big overhaul of the academy. Now, Smith is playing at Dundee United, currently 17 years old. He's made seven appearances so far this season, which is, is really good. I mean, at 17 years old, if you're playing first-team football, you, you have to be somewhat decent. Um, two million is the fee that's been banded about, or it can rise up to that, should I say. Um, I think centre-back's an interesting one, mate, because it's one where... I, I can't. I mean, the last time Villa had a, a, a decent centre half come through the ranks, it's probably Kieran Clark, and, and that comes with a big asterisk next to it, mate. Yeah, yeah, indeed, mate. It, it seems like it's a position where you know, with Tuanzebe leaving the club, it feels like we might turn to one of the youngsters just to fill that gap because it's one of those where Courtney's probably the third choice in that department. It's not really bringing worth bringing in a whole other signing to be your fourth choice centre back. Um, so, you know, with, with so many promising youngsters coming through the, the ranks, it, it's good that I think we, we turn to some of those kids and, and give them a path to the first team in that defensive department and show them that, 
you know, there's game time there if they're good enough. And um, Smith certainly looks that, you know, it's a two million pound fee, which is a, a lot for the SPL generally. Um, it's not often you see sort of multi- million pound deals going on up there. And for a 17 year old, it's, it's very interesting, especially when, you know, apparently he had a, tra- uh, a trial with us back in, in 2020. He had a trial at Man United as well. He made his debut for, uh, for Dundee United at 16, um, which is pretty remarkable in a, a 4-1 defeat to Rangers, who were managed by, at the time, Stephen Gerrard. So how much Stevie knows about this boy is, um, you know, we don't know, but he's come up against him before. And it seems like he's been making waves up in Scotland and we've pretty, beat off some pretty high profile. You know, we expect him to join up with Mark Delaney and the under-23 boys, but, you know, I think he's someone that we could well be seeing on the bench as we get towards the back end of the season. Yeah, I think that's kind of been a trend really, hasn't it, Dan? If you look at that sort of FA Cup clash, it was littered with youngsters on the bench. We've seen two or three of either Carney, uh, we've seen Aaron Ramsey on the bench as well before, obviously, he's gone out on loan to Charlton. Uh, we've seen Archer, we've seen Philogene and Bidais. So, if you're good enough, you're going to be in and around the squad, which is brilliant, but it's going to be good to get, you know, just another hopefully quality centre-back in. But, you know, while we're on the subject of Axel Dan, I told you last night we'd, uh, I'd read you a quote from his agent, uh, as this is, is caused quite a stir. Now, I don't I don't really know how I feel about this, Dan, but I'm intrigued to know what you think. Obviously, Axel has has spent, you know, three, uh, three maybe four wonderful loans at Aston Villa. Uh, he, he's contributed a fair bit to the club in terms of getting up and, you know, for whatever reason, after the promotion, felt like he could maybe work his way into that Manchester United side. Uh, you know, we've spoke about that before. It's not happened, Dan. Um, and, and Axel's come to the Villa clearly under the premise of, you're going to probably play half of our games because Dean Smith at the time was looking to play a back three. Um, thank God, you know, the back three is no longer a thing. Axel hasn't really, he, he's not really impressed personally when he's come on he hasn't necessarily done anything wrong for me Dan but uh, you know the the sacking of Smith was probably the final nail in 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 Tanzebi's Villa coffin to be honest and at his age he needs to be playing football mate um, and it's his brother and agent Dimitri Twanzebi who runs his own sports agency Millennial Sports Management reply to my emails please guys um has, he released a statement when Axel's loan was terminated and uh, and obviously he's made his way to Napoli um, in, again, another transfer that doesn't really make a lot of sense, uh, only really for Napoli, I guess. Um, and, and the word he was quoted as saying, Axel is very excited to begin a new chapter in his footballing career, playing abroad and for a club with so much history behind it and fans who worship football. Axel didn't decide upon a move until it became very clear that he isn't the manager's first choice centre-back and the Napoli offer was very tempting. I have a lot of mixed emotions when it comes to Axel's time at Villa. He is loved by the fans and has contributed highly to the club's success in the Championship, where he was one of the key players that helped Villa return to the Premier League. However, following the arrival of Steven Gerrard at Villa Park, it feels as if the rivalry between Manchester United and Liverpool came to life. Who was the first name on the team sheet when Steven Gerrard first stepped in, Dan? Ashley Young. It was Ashley Young. So that is that is a complete load of nonsense. Axel will always have a place a here pitch, in our yeah. hearts, for sure. But, I mean, what a weird thing to come out and say, yeah, at risk of tarnishing that, that, that memory that we share, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. I, I understand that, you know, for... for um... 
it has to be a frustrating period for Axel, and I've, I've got no doubts that, it, you know, it was for him and for his brother as well, who, who no doubts wants to see him succeed. But, yeah, I think it feels like a bit of a reach, that, to be honest, mate. I mean, we can't, surely you can't be saying that. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, it's not really bothered me, but it's just, it like, he's just plucked something out of a hat there. And, I, I mean, it's not doing Axel any favours. Um, obviously, he... Especially when you, when, you know, you, you look at... We're supposed to be signing Luca Dina from Everton. Yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah. Make it make sense. There's no grounds there, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted your reaction on that, mate. I said I'd mention it to you last night. Yeah, you so. can't take this stuff too seriously, man. Agents will do uh, this. I mean, yeah, and, and the thing is, he'll be back at Manchester United in the season. He won't he won't be at Napoli um, permanently. Obviously, he's just he's just Koulibaly cover while he's away. Afcon, but yeah, I mean that was just something I felt like we needed to cover while we're talking transfers. But uh, you know, while we're on the subject, Dan, it looks like Dean is getting that bit closer. And another name that's been banded about, uh, dare I say, cult hero Dan Amwar El Golzi has been. Uh, it looked like they tried to slip him into the deal. Maybe some creative accounting is going on because it looks like there are two separate deals now. Uh, Villa value him at fifty million pounds. If we get that done, I mean. Thank you very much, Anwar. You've you've contributed greatly to this club. You truly have. Um, you know, Anwar for me, he's he's been a clutch player. He's always been a confidence player. He's one who's, who we've loved on the channel, Dan, for the longest time. And it's it's been so frustrating that you know we could never consistently see the best of Anwar. But for what this man's contributed into getting this this fine footballing establishment back where it deserves to be. I mean, this guy. This guy goes with the the best intent from me, mate. Honestly, the best wishes. I, I hope he does so well. Yeah, it's it's one of those where you know we're, we're going to start to see this now and 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 soon. You know that squad that got us up from the championship and kept us in the Premier League will will be long gone just because of the, of the nature of progression. But with Anwar, I think you can't. You know, I'm not completely. I think he will do well. I, I I really do. I think he'll go there with a point to prove. I think. He'll get time um, at Everton to to show what he can do, and I think I think he'll get the minutes on the pitch as well. And I, I think he'll he'll do quite well there. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those where you have to make these sacrifices. Now you are going to have to sell clubs uh, players to clubs that we would consider rivals. I think Everton exists. You know, perhaps not in a similar league position, but in a similar market to us in terms of the players that they're able to attract and the business that they're able to do. And I think they'll probably be far more aggrieved selling Luca Dina to us than we will Anwar to them. And so whilst, you know, I, I am I'm disappointed to see Anwar go, I'm, as I said, disappointed to sell him to a club that, you know, have, have similar aspirations to us. I think we are getting the better end of the deal. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, we we paid about £7 million for him in total, didn't we? So to to, to almost double our money is, is a really good bit of business. That's been a great find. Again, Anwar's contributions to the club. Over the, over the time, you know, the, the screamers against West Brom and Nottingham Forest and, and scoring against Derby in the playoff final, uh, clutching it up against Everton. Uh, he, he scored goals when it matters, mate. And, uh, and you know, again, just I, I, hope he has, I hope he has a successful time there. I think Everton fans, you'll have a frustrating player on your hands. Um, but, you know, he, he pops up when it matters. And uh, I think a lot of people are split on Anwar. But, yeah, it's kind of, as you say, mate, with these are... We're looking at the, the sort of we're down to the bare bones now in terms of that promotion squad. Who've we got? We've got we've got Jeds, we've got uh, McGinn, we've got Ty. 
is that it? I mean, Keenan's still not, at Palace. There's not but... too many more. Not no. too many more. So, I mean, it, it's clear signs of progression, not only just from, in, in terms of recruiting players, but just the position we were in, man, because it's, it, it is crazy to, the journey we've been on over the past five or six years has been, has been mental, mate. Honestly, it's been crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I swear there was something else I wanted to talk about on this podcast. We have, I think the, the thing is with, with the deal, mate, I think it will be probably more intertwined than, than people are making out. And yeah, I, I think ultimately you got to make this up, but, you know, Coutinho comes in, you got to, got to let Amwar leave. And I think it, it brings up a, a sort of similar thing to in the DM spot with, um, you know, we've been linked to Basuma and stuff like that. And it sort of likens me like you don't, you, unfortunately, this is the nature of the game. It's happened at left back. Like these boys are going to slowly just get pushed out of the team. You know, Dean will come in and, and Target will be pushed out and, you know, it sort of points to a, an eventual departure for him. And, you know, if we bring in an, another DM, then, what you know, you've got players in that spot that I think it's probably a bit more harsh though, isn't it? Because both Marvellous Nakamba and Louise, I think, have played very well this season. Neither of them have, have really put a, a too high profile of foot wrong, especially Marv, who's been fantastic. So if, if you know, we do sign a DM, I think, it's a, it's a difficult situation for those boys, isn't it? It is, man. And I mean, Basuma, Basuma's one, I, I think we, we chose not to speak about Basuma um, because of the, the allegations and investigations that are going on. I don't think we can either sit here and say he isn't a fantastic player, Dan, and one that we would welcome with a clean criminal record. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important to, to Asterix because not only... Do you, first of all, one, want someone who has been uh, reported uh, to have allegedly sexually assaulted someone on your team? You also don't want to ship £50 million down the drain on that as well. As From a business point of view, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, I believe he's actually on the bench now uh, in AFCON, which I think people are reading way too much into, by the way. Um, so, you know, hopefully, it, hopefully there's another target. I mean, for me, Dan... Zakaria is the one and, and goal again we're reporting that he's available for six million euros in January and you can't not at least attempt to make that happen I think when we first of all when we we're talking about Zakaria Dan it seemed likely as soon as we published it Dan Manchester United were reportedly interested and that's where you go ah, okay and we we did it we did a podcast Dan where we were saying we're not going to be getting too many sort of quality players in in January and here we are with their kind of faces. But the fact that we've got Coutinho over the line, the fact that Dean is almost over the line, it it, it does really make you think, why why can't we get Sakaria, mate? Yeah, especially, you know, if, if Munch and Gladbach are, are looking at £6 million, um, then I, th I think that's something that, you know, you you have to you have to try. You have to try because it's not often you can get a player like that for such little money. I think the one thing that you know we stand a chance of of you just have to be proactive because I don't think we sign a chance stand a chance in a pre-contract situation because when we're up against other clubs like you know the the real powerhouses of Europe, we can't put the same money down in a contract situation that, you know, a United can or, or you know, you've seen in meant to buy Munich or someone like that. They can just offer money that we can't. However, if we're the only club that are willing to go and pay the money right now to buy him out of this contract and get him in January, that puts us in a completely different position whereby Munch and Gladbach will favour that deal because £6 million is better than nothing. It's nowhere near what his market value is. 
but it's something that Munchen Gladbach would take because it's like you, you it's better as I said it's better than getting nothing at all so if you're proactive in that situation I actually think it gives Villa a better chance because as I said when you line you know we don't like playing big players big money you know it's something that we've been trying to avoid we tend to be quite shrewd with the way that we get players in you know that the, the wages with the Coutinho deal we seem to have been very clever about I think it's you know we've seen sort of about £125,000 a week banded around and stuff like that and I genuinely think that's about towards the upper echelons of what Villa are planning to pay players at this moment in time um, and so I think, as I said, in contractual situations, we definitely fall down the pecking order. But if we go and put in money, I think Mönchengladbach will try and turn his head towards that deal. Yeah, um, it's, I just really hope it will happen. That would, that would sort of, for me, cap the, the sort of the dream January transfer window. I don't think anyone expected. And, and uh, there's been two goalkeepers, Dan, as well, that have been banded about, which, again, they're, they're nothing stories, really, but we should probably talk about them. They, they don't deserve their own uh, TRM episode, but... Uh, Darren Randolph being one former Birmingham City goalkeeper allegiances aside brilliant keeper in my opinion uh, has looked solid in the championship hasn't looked out of place in the premiership uh, and is for me probably better than Jed Steer um, and as well uh, Robin Olsen uh, currently at Sheffield United which surprised me I know he had some time at Everton um, again a goalkeeper with pedigree is, is he better than Steer Possibly. Um, but I think, you know, something that has to be considered is, is Jed, first of all, happy to play second fiddle? Uh, I guess things are quite cushy for him, but surely at one stage he's going to want to go and forge a, a career of his own, really, and be a, the number one that he deserves to be. Yeah, I, th I think he's the longest serving player at the club and he's only made 30-something appearances in the almost 10 years that he's been here. Um, and so... Yeah, he's been very happy with that role up to now. I, I imagine that many there are many goalkeepers in world football that are very happy to play second. You know, the, the life of a reserve goalkeeper can be an easy one. Um, and I, I think that, you know, it's one of those where it seems a little bit odd if unless Jed is wanting out, because otherwise, I don't really, it just seems a bit pointless. Like, yeah, these guys might be an upgrade on him. I think, I think you know, maybe they are, but it's not massive, is it? There's, there's no, you know, big golf between these guys. So, you know, if, if we were making some huge upgrade, I think it would worth it. But for Jed, when he's come in, has always been very solid. He doesn't frighten me. I, I always feel like he's quite reliable in there. Always seems like he, he really wants to do well whenever he gets the chance. So um, unless he's on his way out, it, it just seems a bit odd to me. And so I think that, I think that's what you have to assume that maybe that point has come for Jed. Um, unless I, I don't really think these rumours make sense. No, and again, people were saying if we are to push for Europe, you need a better backup goalkeeper. Emmy plays every game. He just does. Like Villa. Villa don't put out a second-strength side to Slovan Bratislava or whoever they face in the Europa Conference League or whatever, should that happen, of course. Um, Villa go all out, I think. So, I mean, of course, I think there are positions that need upgrading. If Emmy gets injured, would I be comfortable with Steer playing, you know, 10 games? I'm not really too sure. But again, I don't really think there's, there's that much urgency to upgrade, again, unless, as you said, mate, has been that conversation with Jed whereby he feels he needs to go and play football which again you know comes at a, 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 probably a conflicting time for him really because he's he's been at the club for so long he's had so many injuries 
Um, he's he's had so many brilliant moments for us as well with the, with West Brom and 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 in the penalty shootout and getting promoted, things like that. It's just again, you know, with the fact that he's been able to to, to come up clutch in these moments demonstrates that there is a good keeper out there at the very least for a top six championship club. Um, again, we've not really heard anything on that, mate, but hopefully. Um, hopefully we don't sign either Randolph or Oxen because I can't say I'd be too keen on either. Um, but again, it's a difficult position to recruit for, mate, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's one of those where um, I think, you know, if Jed goes, both of those guys I would take. Um, you know, Arsenal had, had his time at Roma and stuff like that. And, and Randolph, I think, uh, has had very good spells, um, you know, you, you, uh, especially like Middlesbrough and stuff like that. So I think it's one of those where, um, yeah, we... Uh, I hope I hope Jade stays because I do like him at the club. I think he's he's a face that I you know Villa fans have grown quite fond of. And as you said, it always felt a bit harsh not giving him the time. You know, you have to be. As I said it, it's it's a, it seems to be a theme of the podcast that you have to be harsh in these situations. But that you know, we always always felt like you know he did so much for us in the championship. You would love to have given him that chance in the Premier League, wouldn't you? But unfortunately, you know, when you you now look at Emmy and you think you know it's chalk and cheese between the two of them, unfortunately. So um yeah, I mean whatever we wish him the best, mate. Uh, you know we're a big fan of him here on the pod. Well, I guess he would be by the way in the future someone I, I'd absolutely love to talk to. Yeah, come on the podcast, man. Come on the podcast. 100%. I'm sure he's. The thing is, he's been a, as you said, mate, longest serving player at the club. He would have seen so much. Like he's seen that club mm. on its knees on the floor, and then you know back to where we are now. He's going to be training with the likes of Coutinho for for for, for now, which is again, it's, it's remarkable. So Jed, come on the podcast. We're always trying to get guests on. We're close with one or two. We're, we're really close, guys. It's it's going to happen one day, honestly, and they're going to be incredible podcasts. But it's just 100%. It's trying to sort schedules out, man. It's it's tough. The stars need people. to align, don't they, mate? They they do, mate. They do, and honestly, as well, you know, obviously we're in a position where. Uh, do you know what? I think we can say this, Dan. Years ago, we tried to get John Carew on the podcast, didn't we? That would be an absolute dream. Um, yeah. We, we, <laughs> the, we, really you tell the we were very much in our infancy, Dan, and you contacted John yeah. Carew's people, didn't you? So I, I got in touch with John Carew's people and was like, hi, like, yeah, we'd have to love to have him on the podcast. And they, like, we had a few initial emails where they were like, yeah, John, we were supposed to John, John would be right up for it, like, loves his time at Villa. Um, you know, it doesn't have as much to do with the club as you perhaps like to. So we'd love to speak to you guys. And I was like, brilliant. We'd love to have money. And he was like, yeah, he's like, he's free here and there and everything like that. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And then um, like we were like three or four emails in and like nothing had been discussed. And they were like, oh, yeah, I, he's only wanting like two grand to come on. So like if you could just send us this money. And I was like, I don't think we're in that kind of, like this is in the, like the very, this must be like three or four years ago now. This is in the early days of the Villa Villa podcast. I don't even think if you combined our two bank accounts, mate, we wouldn't have had a grand put together, let alone two. Um, so yeah, John Crew did initially agree to come on, but then slapped us. You know, he's a big time actor now, man. So uh, he's been Disney films. He, he has. He's he has a nutcracker, so I can't. I can't pretend that you know. I was naive to think that he was going to do it for free, maybe. But you know, these guys want to come on. It's just maybe, um, <laughs> maybe when we're in a bit of a better financial situation, we'll get Big John on. For sure. I mean, mate, we were, we were about a week off getting Melbourne, weren't we? As well. Before he got yep, sacked. Yeah. Before he we got so sacked. Yeah. Prize. I mean, when he was, that was thanks to the assignment of yours as well. Yeah, I was in. Um, I was in 
I was contacting these guys in Swedish. We were like, use my best Google Translate skills. Uh, and they were like, yeah, again, Olaf would love to go on. And just as we were sorting it, uh, his club suffered a bit of a turn in form and, and he got sacked. And now uh, now he's a difficult man to track down because I think he's about the club. Um, but yeah, we are getting there. Just seems that these things just seem to avoid us at the last second, but we've got a couple of new ones coming up. So hopefully we can sort those out. 2022, mate. As long as we get them done by the back end of this year, I'll be happy. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers. If not, we'll always we can always get Kins back on the channel, friend of the friend of the podcast. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's definitely something in that. But yeah, it, I mean, if you guys if you guys have any links to current or former players, uh, please let us know because we'd love to have them on. We'd love to sit down and chat. I mean, for for the longest time, and it will never happen because Villa's media team just absolutely hate us, Dan. Um, I I've, I've I think a really cool concept would be, obviously, we all know how much Tyrone is uh, a war zone sweat. I mean, how sick would it be to live stream war zone with Tyrone? Can we make this happen? Oh, one day, one day. I mean, I've got, I've, first of all, I've got to improve at war zone because I think I, I would be embarrassed to play with Ty as, as I am now. And, you know, he, he's on PC. He's, he's clearly, he's clearly good at the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys have any links, any contacts, uh, hit us up on socials or in the comments uh you know we're, we're always looking to improve the content for you guys but yeah that ends uh, that, that that should round up this podcast uh guys it's been great a little transfer update fingers crossed dean is coming over the line sooner rather than later and yeah if you enjoyed this make sure you hit a like comment your thoughts below and also subscribe for more of the villa